Okay, are we ready? <laughs> All right, here we go. We ready? That was that, that was a very that was a very awkward silence. <laughs> Welcome to M Vibes Podcast. Home of good music, good libations, and good vibes. Good vibes. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of episode of M Vibes. Yeah, I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, this is getting out to a good start. Vibes Podcast. M Vibes Podcast. I don't know what number this Here, is so this is great yeah doesn't i've matter. lost count 13 of doesn't matter is it 13 we're lucky number, lucky 13. number 13 how about that mike patton's number oh, that's 13 right yeah oh, that's yep. that's pretty lucky cool number 13 well yeah. i was gonna be all mysterious about our topic but fucking yeah, eric sorry. just ruined it well, so that's what we we're doing today we're doing a, <laughs> a, a retrospective on mike patton's life um but before we get to that um because i know you two are really excited about this episode and i love mike patton and i love every, every project he's ever done um, I'm just not as obviously passionate or as you guys yeah, are. I, it's, you know, they always say, don't meet your idols. Um, I don't think I, I ever want to meet Mike Patton. I have a vision or thoughts that he's a real asshole. So, I mean, I've met some people that were miles before and, you know, he get really let right. down when you meet him. So that's how uh, I felt about when I met, I met Mike Ness from yeah. social distortion, which I loved that band. And I met him like, Fuck that guy. He's an asshole. Yeah. Now he's got to come on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. All right. So we got that part out of the way. So let's, so we right, should so talk anyways. about. started with what we're drinking. Uh, well, start, I'm, we're back at Tommy's, so I'm drinking Magners. <laughs> For a change. Yeah. Yeah. Let's mix yeah, well, some things up. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, at this point, we just have to like tell them how to spell it. The, the, like, yeah. So Describe the can art. Magners is Magners. a. Uh, a tall boy. Uh, okay, Irish, we were joking. Irish cider. <laughs> I think we should be sponsored by Magners. At we, this you point, know what? We, and we pilot could be. and Noda. Yes. Yeah. And and pilot, Amanda. And pilot. Pilot. <laughs> what are you drinking, Amanda? <laughs> I'm already sponsored by Pilot. <laughs> they pay my bills. Uh, so I'm drinking Shinerbach, and I have a little uh, sipping whiskey of some Makers, a little bit of rocks, because I needed to. Kind of do that today. Makers is not a sipping whiskey. Shh. Yeah, no shit. Don't tell me what to do. I'm a strong, independent woman. I pay my own bills. <laughs> <laughs> you are about to be punched, Ernest. That'll be funny. Uh, what are you drinking, Ernie? I got uh, Schmidtick. Schmidtwicks. And Sons Ireland Red Ale. You said it right. Irish made. Schmidtwicks. 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 sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Schmidtwicks. That's okay. You're from? Not Ireland. Yeah. I am not Irish. <laughs> okay, then. I am drinking a... Um, that was more Scottish, wasn't it? I don't think it matters. The, the Raptor beer. Birds of Light. That one, yeah. Oh. Um, well, no, this I'm drinking... So I'm drinking a mimosa gosa after oh, okay. that. But I'm currently drinking. I don't want to get up in the middle up. of the alcohol. That was yeah. next. Oh, there you go. He's line, got the pilot beers lined up. Backup, yeah. I line them up like a line-up ex-wives. There you go. <laughs> Line them up. Yeah. So that's what we're drinking today. Oh, and Kristen, what are you drinking? Kristen's not behind Kristen's the mic. Here. Hold on, hold on. Good friend of ours is here. I am drinking Fusion Series Volume 3 from Noda. You guys know I like a hazy. Yeah. You're the only one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess somebody's got to take one for the team, right? Yeah. Well, and normally we talk about a Noda beer on this, on this podcast, and we didn't have anybody drinking one right now, so Kristen for the win. Thank there. you, intern. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, free labor. <laughs> All right. So what do we do this? Uh, what, what, do we have any shows, any, any interesting things that happen? I think we did. Why don't you, why don't you set so, this up, Eric? Um, I missed the last drinking songs episode because I was at Flog and Molly mm-hmm. um, with Tiger Army and the Skints. Uh, the interrupters had to cancel because they had COVID, and so that sucked. But that was a great night. Uh, I'm sure I was drunk as you guys were doing the episode. Uh, don't remember the last of the Flog and Molly set, but that was fun. You you were not as drunk as Javier was. I don't think drunk. <laughs> he had a power nap. He's fine. Yeah. I take power nap. I'm good. Okay. Uh, so I missed <laughs> the... 
yesterday, well, no, was today, was today, Wednesday? Yeah. Yes. I missed Monday's release recording of the Free Coasters because I was up in Boston brewing beer at Sam Adams. That was so cool. Yeah. I don't I, I don't think the Free That's Coasters awesome. really knew who Samuel Adams was. I, oh, yeah, my God, was so like, funny. Like, oh, is he nice? <laughs> I was like, when Claire said that, she was like, oh, is he, is he nice? nice? Yeah. <laughs> That was fucking funny. Uh, like that, yeah. You're like, he's like 200 years old. So, yeah, he's nice. Like, he's been dead for like 400 <laughs> years. He sent a lot of stuff. Huh? Yeah. Is yeah. that what she said? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Boston, man. How was that? Yeah, tell it us. It was tell a us fantastic us. city. I, I mean, I, I spent like 200 bucks at the Cheers gift shop. <laughs> It's not like you rubbed it in the whole time you were there. Like you were not sending us pictures or anything constantly about it. I was just trying to share my experiences. And I'm forever grateful for the. A new Cheers dimpled mug. Yeah. Since my cat broke the other one. Well, I had to get you that. I had to get one of those for myself. And I ended up with a a, uh, Cliff, Norm, and Carla bobblehead. Oh, (laughs) that's from Cheers. Oh, that's awesome. We hit up Trillium while we were there, too. Oh, yes. Cliff Clavin, right? Trillium. Yeah, so yeah. good. We good, good food. Like everybody was so awesome. Like everybody that worked for Sam Adams, they just really took such good care of us. It was an amazing time. No matter how big they get, they're still independently. Yeah, food yeah. And still craft and beer. That was, still true. craft beer. Yeah. And you, you could tell that was like the feel of the entire company because even the people who working in the gift shop like part-time employees, whatever, they were still like, oh, you, you're the people from Pilot. Wow, ooh, nice to meet you. Like you're so, it's like, you can tell whenever leadership is good, whenever people who are, I don't want to say lower on the totem pole, because that's not correct, because every job is important. But you, know what, but you know what, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like people who don't really have to care about that company culture do care about it, says so there's a lot. Staff, just, just yeah, staff. Yeah, yeah. Staff cares yeah. because they're, they're, they're cared for. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm a huge history buff, so I love Boston. Mm-hmm. So Boston, I don't think they've ever torn down anything. So everything is still there from when it was built. Unlike unlike, unlike Charlotte, unlike some cities, unlike yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte's where, gone through the gauntlet here now. They kind I of, mean, Charlotte's just as old as Boston. But, but everything that was cool about Charlotte, in my opinion, from when I first moved down here, is gone now. Yeah, it, of course, Charlotte's it, also yeah. become a much bigger city. Yeah, but Boston, I mean. So. A condo or apartment complex. I don't know. Generational well, divides. Yeah, Generational divides. Yeah, I mean, where we're here, Tommy's Pub tonight. Yeah. Is not where Tommy's Pub used, used to be, to be because right. of. Yeah. We lost its gentrification. Of, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And development. Still, still cool venue, but I mean. Yeah. So I didn't, other than the Free Coaster show, which then we interviewed shortly after, I really haven't done much. My big boy job is taking a huge chunk of my life over the past month. And it's probably going to do the same over the next month or so. So, so I also had to bring up, we did go to the untapped beer fest. Yes. This past week. I should have went to that. So, you know, based on the last um, Charlotte untapped beer festival before the pandemic, was an absolute shit show. Mm-hmm. So you mean the fire fest of uh, beer festivals? <laughs> it was the fire fest of but beer festivals. I tell you what, I think they really redeemed I themselves. Think so too. I think so too. It was very well done. Very I well done. enjoyed it. Um, they did not oversell tickets. They they kept it civil. Um, it was navigation was was intuitive. Um, breweries were excellent. Um, it reminded me slightly of the old Charlotte Oktoberfest festival. And, and they could use that entire field instead of being around the outskirts. Right, exactly. So, yeah. That you was know, awesome. I drove past it twice because I went to Lunchbox actually on Saturday. Oh, because it was record store day. Yes. I picked up uh, Madness and Billy Bragg, and I found, oh, I found an original copy of the Muppet movie soundtrack on vinyl. For my daughter, she's a big oh, fan of awesome. the Muppets. It's it's a promo copy. It's got like the DJ Lobo uh, logo in it, saying what songs were from the movie on it. She's been jamming out to it every day That's since awesome. I bought it. So, yeah, uh, actually, and uh, so I know. So that beer festival is broken down into two different sessions, and you and Kristen went to a different session than I did. But there were the same artists there. And go ahead. 
No, go ahead. Oh, but the first oh, the opening act, which was a uh, uh, regional hip hop kid, uh, was really good. And the second band that opened up to them was sort of like um, the Killer's Light is the only way I can describe it with a little bit of jam and funk in there. I really like. I, I I need to look them up because they were actually good. I don't recall the last two bands, but the first two bands were really good. Maybe they were. The I, you know, I, I think they may have done the second session. The way you're describing it yeah, sounds yeah, no, like no, they, 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 the four artists that played the first session, they did the, the second okay, session in the okay, same order. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah. were able to get a break in between. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So at first I was, I was not too impressed by the artists that were on there, but yes, the, the, the That's young the black artist you were talking thing. about. Yeah. He, I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Here we go. So that's what we're drinking. That's what we did. Um, so today's episode, um, so I'll tell you a little anecdote about what's interesting for me about today's epic, today's episode. It's an epic episode. It's an epic episode. It is actually. Yes, it is. Uh, actually that's, yeah, because the first, (laughs) because I'm about to say that the first three cassettes I've ever purchased with my own money, um, when I was very young. My mom took me to the mall to um, Music Land at Amigo Land Mall in Brownsville, Texas. And I brought about three cassettes with my own money. And it was Public Enemies, Fear of a Black Planet. Yes. Motley Cruz, Dr. Feelgood. And Faith No More's Epic. It's the it's real a, thing, but yes. Yeah, I know, yeah. but that's the song. Yeah. <laughs> that's a solid line. Was it a cassette single or the whole album? It was a single. It was a single. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, a so single? Dr. yeah, like a single, an epic single. Um, so that was the first time actually I had How ever heard of cassette singles. Cassingles. That was funny. Yeah. Cassingles. Cassingles. Yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. Say it three yeah. times fast. Cassingles. 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 Scuffleys. Scuffleys. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Bless your heart. Uh, oh, here we go okay. again. Cheese right, right, so, right. <laughs> so Beatles, Elvis Costello. Okay, we're done. We got all the things out of the way. All right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So so that was I was trying to do a segue into that, but again, wrangling cats in this episode. <laughs> Squirrel. Uh, so yeah. So, so that's what we're talking about today. Um, obviously, most of the bulk of this episode is going to be by both Mike and Mike. <laughs> Eric and Amanda. Uh, Mike Patton, Mike. my idol. Yes. Yeah. So uh, why don't you guys take it away? All right. Okay. So uh, Mike Patton, uh, Michael Allen Patton, born uh, January 27th, 1968 from uh, Eureka, California. Um, he did a bunch of cool shit. And I think his first band. Mr. Bungle. Mr. Bungle, which Amanda is going to talk about. Well, I don't uh, think that was. Technically, his first band because it was. I know, he did like a bunch of high school. There's like, a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yes, but um, he first, worked in a record shop and all that stuff too. So yeah, he had a good access to a lot of good he, music as a he, kid. In that city, he would order things for the shop that nobody wanted to hear. He just order it because he wanted to hear it and take it home, listen to it, bring it back to the shop, re shrink wrap it, and sell it again. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, is awesome but then great. uh you know after that uh, mr bungle came around so and so mr bungle they um they were all like high school bandmates they were marching band geeks so it's um you know obviously mike Patton, and then we had um trevor dunn which his solo stuff is incredible if yes. you haven't heard any of that he's pretty prolific himself um and then uh Trey Sperante, yeah, who I'm probably saying wrong, but sorry, I I mean no speak good. Um, you speak English good. It's okay. It depends on who you ask. <laughs> that was a joke. Okay. Um. So they they originally started out as like a metal band and kind of evolved and. Did you say doing, they started out as a metal, a death metal band? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you can hear that all through their later recordings too, because you know they just swap genres like. But they were from California originally. Yeah. Not a whole lot of death metal comes from California. Most of it comes from Florida and Texas. I mean, they were music geeks. Yeah. I mean, you think about the stuff we were listening to. We were all over the place at that point. No, no matter where True. we were from. True. I mean, me being in Huntersville, North Wait a Carolina. Minute. Metallica's from California. Not death metal. That's not Metallica's death metal. not death metal. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They cry in therapy. I mean, so do I. But <laughs> <laughs> I just curl into fetal position. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so they um, they were doing like some demo stuff and Mike Patton's work with Faith No More is what got them the record deal with Warner Brothers, mm-hmm. which led to them recording their uh, studio album. So the first was just Mr. Bungle, Mr. Bungle. And then after that was Disco Volante. And then California was their third studio release. And I think we were like their first album that was uh, a demo. The Easter Bunny one. Yeah. Yeah. Which is their latest release. The Raging actually, Wrath of the Easter right, Bunny. Which was their actually first release. And the current lineup for Mr. Bungle is amazing. Uh, Scott Ian and... Um, Dave Lombardo from, yeah, from Slayer. Slayer. Yeah. Uh, and that record is straight up metal. I love that record. I've, I've got it on a CD in the car, a live version of it, and on vinyl at home. So, yeah. Love so, it. So the track that I picked is from California, and it's um, Air Conditioned Nightmare. And we're going to listen to the intro for this a little bit, because I got something to say about the progression and the way the song Mm -hmm. goes. So we can go ahead and start playing that, and we're going to discuss that in a minute. And all the vocals you hear are Mike Patton. It goes from this to... You'll hear. Hold on. Two, two observations here right off the bat. Right. The first couple of keynotes on that, I think I mentioned it earlier when we're just kind of listening to things, is like that is the fucking intro to 96 Tears by Question Mark and the Mysterious. Yeah, yeah. And Dude, I didn't, like, I never even made that connection until you mentioned that. And yeah. I can totally, I'll never unhear that. Right. Because that's exactly how it started. I thought literally for this first place, I was like, oh. And I was like, oh, that's not what I thought it was. Mm. And two, I think we mentioned this earlier. To me, this is straight up B-52s, that intro. And see, all I hear in the in the intro is Beach Boys, Brian Wilson's smile specifically. And then it's like all of a sudden the Beach Boys drop a bunch of acid and become a metal band. And then throw in some surf rock and some rockabilly riffs. Mm-hmm. That'd be awesome. I mean, no, boy, was. It's, it's Gramps. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Mr. Bungle. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's a different yeah. episode. And now we're but back see, into listen, like this lounge singer kind of. This is this is how. This is why he's so awesome. You know he has a six octave range. Uh, he does now. Whatever the hell that is, but yeah. So like Mariah Carey, I think it's like eight octaves. Axl Rose is like yeah. five octaves. It's like how many in a, in a scale? Yeah. I think of the Octomom. Similar concept. <laughs> no? Oh. No. I was thinking the same thing. Okay. No? Okay. I was thinking about how many children they have. How old would those kids be now? What is, what is, why are we even talking about Why are we even talking about it? So anyways, Mr. Bungle was pretty cool. Okay, we can end the episode now. Mr. Bungle was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's a wrap. We're out. Thank you for joining us here today. That's right. It's over. So that's all we got to talk about. So for Mike Patton's work with Mr. Bungle is what got him noticed by Faith No More. Right. Which is what. So wait, sorry. Because you guys know a lot more about this than I do. So Faith No More was already a band before Mike Patton yes. joined? Yes. Okay, why don't we um, talk about that? Okay. Well, right, so we can talk about some pre-Mike Patton Faith No More. Right. So the first two albums, which was like an EP and a, a, a full-length album called Introduce Yourself, 
were both fronted by a man named Chuck Mosley. Uh, he was having issues with with drugs and you know, a bunch of alcoholism. He was so, getting very volatile on stage. Right. He was starting I mean, fist fights with their band members. First of all, let's say rest in peace, Chick Chuck Mosley. He passed away not too long ago. But was it um, 2017? Something I think? like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he was on tour. He played Charleston. Which is my Joe Strummer rule again. I didn't go and now he's gone. So whatever. Uh, but he passed away. Um, he left the group. And then uh, right after that album, they uh, recorded. Um, uh, the real thing, which is. So how did Mike Patton get recruited into Faith No More? They just sort of heard through him uh, or of him through Mr. Bungo. They ended up. The, some of the original band members had ended up with some demos of Mr. Bungle and right. heard Mike Patton. And before um, they hired him, oh, actually pre-Chuck Mosley, you know who their lead singer was? No. Courtney Love. No way. Yes, yes. way. Yes. Yes, way. Are you fucking serious? I am dead serious. There's footage of it on, on uh, YouTube. She was like 14 years old, and that's when she was stripping. And this, okay, Tracy Lords. Yeah, and right. it, well, I mean, I'm sure she was lying about her age, and all, and they they kicked her out of the band because they didn't want a woman in the band. But she still to this day will credit them and say they were the ones that helped get her off the street and gave her enough money that she didn't have to strip anymore and helped her find shelter and like helped her with some drug rehab stuff. See, so I mean, even though they did kick her out of the band, they at least tried to like be right by her as a as a person. Live through this. Sorry. Great album. Right. So the first two albums, 85 and 87, were both with Chuck Mosley. We Care A Lot was was a uh, huge hit later for Faith No More. Also the theme for the show, Dirty Jobs. Uh, that is Chuck Mosley. That is not Mike Patton on vocals for that one. Uh, the, the real thing, which is for me personally... My top five albums, one of my top five albums of all time. That album, front to back, is there's nothing wrong with one track on that. I bought it on vinyl, and there's two tracks missing on vinyl. Uh, the cover of War Pigs, not on it, and um, uh, the other, uh, damn, I forget what, what, what the other song is called. Uh, but after that, though, um, their highly acclaimed Angel Dust album came out, which is the album that everybody loves. Ah, the record was so good. It was, it's not my favorite Faith No More album, but it's one of the top 20, I would say, metal albums of all time. That's a great album. Uh, the original copy did not come out with the cover of Easy on it. Uh, the record company said, all right, this isn't selling well. What can we add to it to boost up these sales? They put that cover of uh, the Commodore's easy on it and uh, boom. But oh, that cool. really that that cover really showcases what an yes. amazing vocalist Mike Absolutely. Patton is. I'll never forget as a kid in uh, Michigan, I was sitting in like JC Penny shopping with my mom, and that song came over with the loudspeaker, and I'm like, they playing Faith No More and JC Penny. <laughs> <laughs> so you you said you you did see Faith No More live. I've I've seen them three times. Um, we missed them last year. Yeah, so we went to Ride Fest last summer. Uh, now, currently, Mike Patton is going through some mental Ill illness issues. Um, I tried to find out exactly what it is, and if he's doing any better, there's nothing out there. So it's uh, hush yeah, up, Yeah, we all got to take a break every once in a while, you know? We do. I mean, he was trying to tour with Mr. Bungle and Faith No More. At the same time, I'm sure that's a lot on your brain, too, but... I don't know what's going on with Mike Patton now. There's nothing out there that's saying he's doing better. If they're going on tour again, if they're re-recording anything, I don't know. It's, all, it's also been like, what, 30 years of them being musicians. Right. Well, I mean, at some point, you know, like, you know. Right. I mean, after Angel Dust, they came out with King for a day, full, full for a uh, lifetime. That album didn't do well for him at all. And then um, in 1997, one of my other favorite Faith No More albums, album of the year, album of the year came out, and that's got Ashes to Ashes, 
uh, man, that album kicks ass. That album brings it back for me personally to the uh, the real thing days. Um, they broke up after the album. I saw them on that tour. They headlined the Winnie Roast here in town for the station called 106.5. They came out. They played one song, and the entire fucking place cleared out. Everybody left. <sighs> Mike Patton said, all right, you guys can suck my weenie, and he walked off stage. They played one song. And that was it. I'm like, oh, I was you heartbroken. You see the bands that Charlotte likes. Yeah, I know. It's fucking yeah. secretary metal. That, that's not metal. unusual that's in Charlotte. Be my band I know. Name. I know. I'm talking going way back. I was, I, was, I was crushed. Yeah. But then in 2015, they got back together and they recorded one of their best albums of all time. So in Vicious, which I hope I'm saying that right. Um, Invictus. Invictus. Hey, there it. we go. Yeah. I have it. Yeah. Um, I love that album. Yes. That album was so awesome. I saw him on that tour in Raleigh. Uh, refused to open for him on that tour, which was fucking phenomenal. Um, hearing that they played like a venue downtown Raleigh, which was outdoors. And they have a song on that album called Motherfucker. And they played that. And everyone walking around or driving around downtown Raleigh with their windows rolled down heard them singing that song. And that, to me, was a fucking punk rock moment of all time, man. That was awesome. Um, but uh, after that, you know, they haven't done much else. Uh, I'm sure they were going to record something new. Uh, never happened. Uh, the original lineup for Faith No More was, of course... Chuck Mosley. They formed in 1979 in San Francisco. Uh, you know, funny story, my sister used to live in San Francisco and uh, she lived right down the road from um, uh, Amoeba Records and like two days after I was there Faith No More came in and played like a short set list at Amoeba Records of that last album that came out in 2015. Um, one guy who's not with him anymore is, which was one of the sole members I think of Faith No More, is Jim Martin. Uh, he played on the real thing. He played on Angel Dust, and then after that, he he left the band. Now he's a farmer. Now he's brewing. Now, he's growing humongous pumpkins somewhere, I think, in Oregon. But um, Rodney, Mike Borden, uh, the Mike Borden. If you don't know, also played drums after Faith No More in Corn. Ew. Yes, he played in Corn, but he also played with like Ozzy and Black Sabbath and uh, Suicidal. I mean, Tennessee's. I guess a job's a job. Yeah, right? but I mean, <laughs> Mike Mike Patton actually made fun of him. He's like, all right, you know, if you leave a band and go play with another band and make sure it's a good band, he ripped on him for going to play with Corn. So, um, but, uh, I mean, that's all I got on Faith No More. Now, the Mike Patton resume goes on for days and days and days. So, I think Amanda's got something else next with the, uh, we're not, you're not doing fan. I'm, no, no, that's your band. I'm doing yeah, Tomahawk. Tomahawk. I wish I had that one, too. But that's all right. <laughs> I mean, you could have. You know, I saw them open for Tool. And it was funny telling people in the audience that were with me. I'm like, hey, that's Mike Patton. They're like, who is Mike Patton? I said, that's dude from Fifth and More and Vocals. And they're like, this is terrible. I'm like, no, this is awesome. You have no idea. Tomahawk's awesome. So, See, Mike Patton is notorious for doing all these amazing side projects and just right. creating all these super groups. And like I said earlier, it's kind of hard to follow the timeline because he would do recording with so-and-so and then take a seven-year hiatus and go do another Mr. Bungle record and then go do a Phantom Mass record and mm -hmm. then come back and do a Tomahawk record. And then he was just so all over the place. You can't really, it's not linear. I'm sure there's somebody out there on the internet that has made a definitive Mike Patton band timeline. Um, but so I tried to find it. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's out we, there somewhere. Yeah. We, we should just work on that project and yeah. put it out to the world. Um, so I, the next band I chose was uh, Tomahawk, and I chose the song Sir, Yes, Sir, 
so Tomahawk as Dwayne from Jesus Lizard, John from the drummer from Helmet, and then Kevin who played bass for the Melvins. Mm-hmm. And I've, I mean, they did I think five albums, so they have a bigger body of work than um, Mr. Bungle. But this song in particular really showcases, you can hear elements of all of those members of all those bands. Like you can hear elements of Jesus Lizard. You can hear the helmet influence. You can hear the Melvins. You can hear Faith No More. And and because everything Mike Patton does has a signature stamp to it. You know it's a Mike Patton joint. Absolutely. There's so much out there. I mean, it's... You can go on for about a month just listening to Mike Patton stuff. Oh, and in between yeah. all these musical projects, he also formed Ipecac Records, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of the stuff was released on. Yes. So he kind of gave himself a platform to like, I'm just going to make all this weird music and create my own record label so I can put this out into the world. Yeah, so that the, was- the vocals on this are slightly uh, a little on the Trent Reznor side. Um, and the downward spiral. There's a lot of what I like to call noise music that he makes. So, I mean, he d- developed that record label just to put out, not to s- jump forward, to put out a lot of the Van Thomas albums, but it also became a label for like the Melvins and a bunch of other bands too. So, yeah. Yeah, so noise is a... Uh, I mean, a genre unto itself. Yes, um, has a very specific sort of sound. Oh, and at some point, Trevor Dunn, who was Mr. Bungle, um, did come in and play on some of the Tomahawk records too. Oh, yeah. Later on, it's a big happy family with some special guests here and there. So yeah. So I think next, Eric, you were the Phantomas. What I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. Am I even saying that right? I thought it was Phantomas. I think Phantomas is correct. Okay, yeah. Well, That's how we said. I mean, it's a. One of the we were talking about this. Er- I've heard it both ways. Yeah. yeah one okay. of the things we were talking about That's earlier is it's, uh, he's a, a, a comic book character. Yes. And uh, yes, I was from, telling Amanda uh, earlier when we were sitting at the bar that uh, I grew up with that um, cartoon in the 80s in Mexico, but yeah. they only spoke Spanish. So all we know him is Phantomas. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was named after a. Super villain and a popular French cartoon from mm-hmm. when, yeah, yep. from my which is probably based on the same what you were talking about. Yeah, they changed slightly the character yeah. look, but it's a magician sort of yeah, like yeah. type character, yeah, kind but of again, like Doctor Strangeish kind of thing, yeah, is that more like ish? an illusionist, type. Uh, okay, yeah. Doctor Fate kind of, yeah. Uh, so again, it's Mike Patton, Dave from Slayer, which is uh, becoming a pretty evolving door here for Dave, he's in all his bands. Uh, Buzz Osborne from the Melvins. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, yes, and more Melvins. Trevor Dunn. You saw, yeah. Uh, there, Melvins the, are coming to town, right? Yes, they are. So we got to go see that. We need to get on that. Uh, so they did a. All their albums are basically, from what I gather, are soundtracks to a movie in his head. So they did the 2005 suspended animation. And I listened to that the other day, and I, man, that brought me, brought me back to like my childhood because it's like a bunch of cartoon samples, and it, it it's like a four hour long album. It's like Cornelius. Yes, it just you know what Cornelius is. It, it oh just, man, it's like yeah. yeah, it just it just keeps going, and there's like Bugs Bunny, yeah, and a maniac. Like he just samples. Every cartoon you can possibly think of. Matter of fact, he just did the soundtrack for the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was going to bring that up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the dude doesn't sleep. I don't know how he did. He just keeps on going. So, and, well, there was a, a quote from him where he just, when they were asking about what music he was listening to, what records he was buying, he's like, I just don't, I just bypass the rock section and I go straight to um, movie scores. Yes. Like, that's what he was into. That's like, he would. He was really into a lot of the spaghetti western mm. stuff, like uh, yeah. and Robert Rodriguez and Tarantino were into that, and that's what mm-hmm. inspired their movies. Yeah. So we gotta. So I mean, after that, 
I mean, there's so many. Uh, hold on. I got to go back to this list because there's so many other bands that he's did. <laughs> well, and, so, and, well, wait, and we can't cover all these. We're well, just going to name we, them. We need to play that track from Phantomus. He, he was playing it. Were you playing it? Yeah. I yeah. didn't hear it. Yeah. It wasn't coming through in my. No. no. Uh, um, sorry. There's only 40 seconds. We're not sorry. recording for you, Amanda. It's the well, general population. <laughs> no, <Diva. that's>, uh <laughs> Peeping Tom with Dan the Automator, uh, Moonchild Trio, uh, Tom, of course, uh, Lovage, Lovage, and my other favorite, uh, Mike Patton band, Dead Cross. You can see my shirt today. <laughs> You're the guy who wore the shirt to the episode He's of the always podcast. That guy. I always I that guy. I, I, I'm that guy. You're I don't give a shit. That guy. You know what, though? I had to dig in my fucking closet because I lost it. <laughs> and I was pissed. I'm like, all right, it's not dirty. It's not hanging up. Where is it? And I dug through eggs. It was in my wife's clothes. I was like, why is she still in my Dead Cross shirt? Oh, well, that was cool. I don't should think I wore your Taylor Swift shirt instead. Yeah. <laughs> this whole entire album is Oh my god! This gives me life. Yes, this is thrash this, metal. It, it is, is dude. Yes. absolute thrash no, metal. This is hardcore punk. punk thrash metal. Yes. yes, and this is again with Dave from Slayer. Um, and um, oh yeah, yeah, they got that DB going, man. Yes. That fucking drum is going a thousand miles a second. That's some fucking D blast right yes. there. Their this cover is, of Bela Lugosi's Dead is I, see, amazing. So I was going to do, and I, you know what, fuck it, I was do, do it now. My top, my top five, top five Mike Patton covers. Number one, well, I actually, you know, I will start from five. Uh, this is the most fucking random episode ever. <laughs> it is. No, 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 it's not. Because it's all on Mike Patton, so that's all right. Uh, started that as a joke. Peachy's cover. Mike Patton was extremely random. You didn't know what to expect from him next. So I feel like if you could see inside Mike Patton's brain, it would be like one of those mind-eye puzzle books. Yes. <laughs> or like the, um, uh, what were those... Uh, those pads we had as kids where you can fill Trapper in the blanks. No, Edge a sketch? No, the things we can fill white, in the blanks. White and we'd always put in dirty words. Uh, Mad, Mad libs. libs. Mad Libs, yes. I was hungry, of, hungry hippos? I was thinking of Scantron test. Shoots and ladders? Uh, <laughs> Candyland? Bella Lagosi's dead, which is... Lagosi. Lagosi, Lagosi, whatever. Um, easy. I've heard it both ways. That's what and she said. My, uh, <laughs> my number one favorite uh, Faith and Word cover, or Mike Patton cover, is uh, War Pigs. So, you know who Black does another great War Pigs cover? Don't say cake. <laughs> <laughs> I like cakes. I will the survive. Ca- the though. cardigans actually uh, cover it too. I like so. the cardigans. Well, they cover War Pigs too. That's cute. I was going to say cake, fucking asshole. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> you know who else does a really good cover of War Pigs? Black Sabbath. Menudo. Black Sabbath. Menudo. Black Sabbath is a great you're, cover of War right, Pigs. You're, you're I kicked told off Kristen the we were talking about Menudo. I had to, I had to bring it up. I'm not topless, though. Y'all, don't, y'all aren't privy to that information. That, that, uh, that's for the uh, that's for, for Patreon. <laughs> that's for the OnlyFans. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Coming uh, soon to a theater near you. In 2002, he... Uh, in Lower East Side. He did vocals. his podcast on OnlyFans. All right. No, that's not a thing. Do not he listen was, to Ernest. He was getting naked. Let's go. Uh, 2005, uh, Mike Patton did vocals on a uh, Dillinger Escape Plan album, which is... He produced a lot of records for them, too. He did, yes. Uh, and he's funny because... If you talk to the band or do uh, like listen to interviews with the bands, uh, especially them, they didn't really care for how he produced their albums, and he, and they had to go back and like re-listen to them and be like, "Oh man, you were right. What we thought was going to be, you know, great isn't necessarily the sound we were aiming for." Like Mike showed them the way, man. So that's awesome. Um, 
Uh, we already talked about their uh, record label. So that's that's basically all I got on them, man. Do you want another uh, Cliff Clavin moment from me? Uh, you know, I, I've been waiting for it, so yeah. Okay, well, I already, I already hit you with the Courtney Love info. You know who else auditioned to sing for Faith No More? No. Chris Cornell. Imagine that. I don't want to. That would have been weird. That would have been weird, because that... I'm sorry, I know I'm going to make people mad. But don't they overlap in some band members? No, that's Pearl Jam and Mother Love oh, Bone. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like Chris Cornell is like screaming at me when I listen to them. And it, it kind of makes, I don't think it would have been a good match. So I'm glad that didn't happen. But yeah, there, there yeah. you go, Normie. Yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> we need more beer. Oh, awkward moment incoming. Yes, wait. wait. <laughs> What happened? It's like the the buffering wheel is just spinning right yeah. now, waiting for us to do something. Yeah, y'all just keep talking. All yeah. right. I mean, I play this track. All right. Yeah. You know I, what? There you go. This I mean, we had to throw this in here because first it's just, cassette ever. And, well, it is the it's the everybody video. knows this, this is, song. This the is, video is the best. Except for if you're that goldfish. No, the goldfish, that video is the, the goldfish worst. Is the best. You know what? When my mom heard. Um, uh, the the other track off his album, uh, uh, the fuck's the other song. Uh, my mom was like, "Oh, that video reminds me of like heroin." I'm like, "Wow, oh, what the hell? Here's the heroin. Thing. Why no. does your mom have heroin memories? I don't know." Here, here, here's the thing for me: when this song came out, it was everything the Red Hot Chili Peppers couldn't be. Well, you know right. there was so, a big feud between. I know, I, know, yes. I get it. And the Red Hot Chili Peppers. The only one and fucking only time I ever liked it was when I saw them live. And they're great live, don't right. get me wrong. I know the songs. Trust me, I don't hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't think they're as good as people make them out to be. But live, they're amazing. But Faith No More's epic is everything the Red Hot Chili Peppers couldn't be. Right. The, so we were talking, Eric and I were talking about this pre-episode. Of the, there was a, um, because of the Anthony Kiedis... And um, Mike Patton feud that Faith No More did a concert where they covered all Red Hot Chili Peppers songs and pretended to shoot up heroin on stage. <laughs> that's yeah, I mean, that's, right. a, that's that a classy. A that's not that very is classy. A dig. Yes, oh my god, that's not very ladylike. That is Mike that's Patton. Your ass. Yes. <laughs> so I have, a, I have a funny story a friend of that mine shared with me about um, seeing. Awesome. Uh, Chuck Mosley, Faith No More, with open for Red Hot Chili Peppers at Kidnappers here in Charlotte. Oh, my God. Wow. So my my friend Carl, who makes my hair dye, zombie snot, shameless plug. I got to, I gotta, you know, talk about you my go buddy. You uh, hair clot. Um, yes. So he, was, he went to that show, and um, Chuck Mosley was wearing nothing but pajama pants with nothing underneath. And they're like old man. I think it was like a gray sweatpants situation. So, like, you could see all he had to offer the world. And he kept flinging it around and grabbing it and, like, telling the audience what they could do with it and, like, trying to start fights. And they got very volatile. It was just, like, a total hot mess. So, I think he was already kind of on that, like, decline. And that Anthony Kiedis was on a, cell, on a payphone. Back in the days when this still existed, talking to somebody and some reporter kept tapping him on the shoulder going, are you Flea? I want to interview her. Are you Flea? And he's like, I'm not Flea. I'm Anthony. And Flea's over there. And he got like super pissed. Like, that's a pretty good little moment there. Like, I wish I had been at that show. Kind of. Was that at the pterodactyl? No, Kidnappers. But it was like, that was the same time period. Same, Same group of people and... It was a little bit before my time because you know, I'm still young. I will never forget seeing Ish. Faith No More on um, Yo MTV Raps, and they did the Edge of the World, which is the hidden track on the uh, uh, Real Thing album. And uh, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover were dancing together while they were playing that song. That was a pretty cool moment in Yo MTV Raps history. Cool story, man. Tell it again. Yeah, yeah I did. <laughs> cool story, bro. Yeah, so uh, this is okay. So this was my absolute hands down introduction to 
Mike Patton, Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, uh, all of it. This this was it, right? Like in the late 90s, for me, I went through this incredibly renaissance, incredible renaissance of like not only, uh, uh, for me, a musical renaissance, but a language and cultural renaissance because that's sort of where I sort of made this weird transition between, you know, being raised or born and raised in a different country and then adopting mm -hmm. this one. Uh, primarily with with this culture and and, and uh, music, right? I, I just fell in love with the music. But I can tell you that Faith No More and 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 this song specifically, along with like Jane's Addiction, along with like uh, Primus, mm -hmm. along with uh, a lot of like the shit that um, Matt Pinfield was playing in uh, 120 Minutes, Smashing Pumpkins, yep. shit like that. That Mark that device, that shit, yeah. before that shit, I was like hardcore metal, hardcore punk, hardcore, all this shit. And it was like just fucking the harder core than thou, the better. Like mindless, just fucking harder. And I was like, wait, we can be fucking hard as fuck and still have melody and still right. have uh, uh, a background, still have me to chew on doesn't just have to be like fucking piston fuck your way into right. music uh the way like a lot of metal and right. up. um so to me uh, faith no more directly in my in my patent you know but by proxy absolutely hands down have a lot to do with how my musical taste has been shipped along right. with Perry Farrell, um, along with all of those like weird bands in the late 80s, early 90s that fell into no actual category or genre. Yeah. So to me, I mean, I'm glad you guys did epi this episode because it was like, okay, I don't, I, I don't think I realized the importance that Mike and Faith No More, more than Mr. Bungle for me personally, yeah. but Faith No More had in how it, shaped and designed where I am today musically. Right. I well, mean, and I, I think that like Mike Patton, you know, he, he pulled from all these different genres, like a lot of the stuff, like the bands you just mentioned. And, and I feel like his importance, he, like he's been downplayed a lot because he's not a household name. He's not like a poster boy. And the, he's more of a musician's musician, like people who know and really understand and appreciate music. They get Mike Patton. You know, is that you know what I mean? No, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Which is why the, 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 it, 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 in a way it does suck um, that um, that uh, Epic was like their sort of top charting top, right. yeah. which is what people know them for because it is great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, and, and I think it rivals what good funk metal should be. Right. Um, when that know, album came out, they got stuck opening for Guns N' Roses and which is a base Metallica on that tour. And he, that's when he pissed and like... Uh, pissed in the boot story? Yeah. 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 So, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, 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 I think the relevance in the musical space that not only Mike Patton has, but both Mr. Bungle and Faith No More, more than any of the other projects that they, yeah. he's had. But those two bands, and then him as the uh, sort of de facto leader of those bands, yeah. cemented I, sort of a generational Gen Xer view of what music is, right? Especially in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Again, I mean, he's at, still, at least to me. I hope he's doing better. I hope he's well. Uh, I hope he gets to back to making some good music here soon and goes back on tour again. Uh, who knows? Uh, we have no idea what's going on with Mike Patton right now, but I really do hope that we get to go see him again live soon. So are we done? I think uh, we're done. Yeah, we're done. I think, uh, yeah. Well, that yeah. is fucking hands down the shortest episode we have ever done. I, th I, th was I, th it? I thought it'd I be was longer. worried it'd be too long. Well, no, because no, we also did. Remember, we got 20 yeah. minutes. That, oh, the yeah, intro so, is yeah, separate. Yeah. 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 So that's actually perfect. Yeah. yeah. So well, we're, we're about where we have been. Yeah. Okay. Right. So we should hey, wrap you know it up now. You, oh, wait, no. you should play out easy. Oh, yes. I'll good choice. I'll put post. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but I want to hear it right now. Yeah. Well, we can do that too. Right. Easy. easy like Sunday easy like morning. Oh. Ew. 
<laughs> I say that every time, and whoever I'm with is like, "What do you mean what ill?" You I'm like, "Just hold on a second. And, and then he says it in the song. They're like, "Oh, okay." Okay. Well, we have a lot of interesting episodes coming up uh, about some of the music's most interesting topics. What we really want to do is hear from you and what episodes you like to hear from us. If you have an idea for an episode we should that you think we should really talk about, please let us know. Email us at imbibes at imbibespodcast at gmail.com. Um, again, this episode was produced by EMW Productions and researched by Eric, Amanda, and Javier. If you like our podcast, please help us by rating and reviewing us on your favorite listening platforms, uh, primarily Spotify and Apple Podcasts, which is where we are. Uh, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Inbox Podcast and join in the conversation. Also, in conclusion, we will be posting a link for a Spotify playlist that has all the songs we played in this episode and more songs so that we've more. mentioned. Yeah. So songs we played and songs that we've mentioned and influences of Mike Patton yeah. and by Mike Patton. So yes. be on the lookout for that on our Facebook page and our Instagram page. Let's go. We out. Goodbye. Tommy's Pub for hosting Invites Podcast. Tommy's Pub, located at 3124 Eastway Drive in Charlotte, is big on community and music. Check Tommy's Pub Facebook page where they regularly provide updates to events and shows that are all totally free. <laughs>